0: ولو ان اهل القريه امنوا واتقوا لفتحنا
1: عليهم بركات من السماء والارض بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله وعلى اله وصحبه ومن تبعهم باحسان الى يوم الدين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته alaikum <Walakum wasalam wasalam coughs> wa barakatuh <haya'kumullah>, wa wa marhaban bikum Brothers and sisters, welcome to the Baraka Effect Podcast In our episode number 45 And second in our series on Treasures from Quran And this week, our, our sharing will be on Surah Al-Mutafifin Alhamdulillah so we're still in the month of Ramadan, Alhamdulillah. And so for those of you who have just joined us, basically this series, we call it Treasures from Quran. It's basically where each of us at the Barakah Effect team, we choose our own personal selection of surah or several ayat from the Quran where and then we share what practical lessons and why we find it so amazing. And we'd love to share, we'd love for you what we love for ourselves and we use this session to share them. So in our hopes that we can collectively build our in our love for the Quran. So mashallah I must say the brothers made some interesting and unique choices on the surah including this one surah al-mutaffifin mashallah So for hmm. those of you who are joining uh, live ahlan wa sahlan thank you for spending time with us today and uh, if you if you please do share your thoughts also and your comments and maybe also if you have any unique insights in surah al-mutaffifin which is not something we hear very often mashallah so please do share with them uh, please do share them with us and also share with us what is your favourite surah. So Sister Shuhid last week, the, he sh- she shared in our comment section that her favourite surah is Surah Ar-Rahman. MashaAllah. So we'd love to hear from the other listeners out there what your favourite surah are. So Mashallah. Without further delay, let's get into our topic this week. Surah al Mutaffifin. by Brother Reza. Hayakallah brother.
2: Hayyakumullah, brothers. Bismillah alhamdulillah wa wassalamu ala rasulillah Uh, just before I begin you know I just wanted to recall a benefit from last week's discussion on how one should approach the tadabbur of Quran um, which is the benefit from awan of asatidah that the tadabbur is the map to get closer to Allah and the tafsir is to how to read the map right and just to expand on that especially for laymen like us is sometimes it's not easy to find books of tafsir which are relatable and understandable, and some are more technical than others. So, one that I would highly recommend for the layman like, like us is Tafsir As Sa'di by Sheikh Rahman ibn Nasir As Sa'di, which is re- really easy to read while based on also sound, authentic evidences while not expanding on the Asanid or chains of transla- uh, transmission uh, so as not to overwhelm the beginner. So, just to point out a point of benefit before we start, inshallah. So inshallah today I will discuss a bit on uh, surah al-mutaffifin uh, just to do a bit of a reflection on it it's the surah mutaffifin is the 83rd surah of the Quran in the last use of the Quran and therefore this is one of the shortest surahs and it was revealed in Makkah and surahs revealed in Makkah were the ones with have we have strong reminders you know and to build the Iman of the sahaba when they were in hardship in Makkah. So, this is one mm. of the Surah. Yeah. And actually, I recall when it became my favorite, actually, when went on Ramadan some years ago, I came across the, a, a YouTube video uh, by Sheikh Mishari Al-Afasi, who was leading tarot prayers, I believe. And there were some oh. translations on the Surah. And I found to be quite moving because at a point of time, you know, listening to the recitation while pondering on the meanings is very yeah. strong message that Allah sent to us. Mm. Yeah, So, it's a surah where Allah gives many, you know, strong reminders and quite a strong imagery of a glimpse into the future as well. Uh, which fills one with uh, fear for Allah's punishment, but at the same time, hope with, for Allah's mercy. And uh, I must it say as works... well,
1: it's a very rare, rare surah actually, isn't it? I, I personally... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's interesting you say you he reciting a right but I've never yeah. been to my experience outside of Ramadan I've never heard any imam recite the surah in, right in it's quite it's quite
2: uh, a rare surah to be recited in uh, mm-hmm. that we found in public
1: right <laughs> yeah and in fact some people don't some people might might not even realize that this is actually part of Juz Amma and Juz Thirty they think that Juz Amma. The common perception is juice Amma is up to maybe either Al Duha or al Allah. So surah yeah. like about people are like, eh, no no, that's that's a different juice. No, no, it's just a tea, right?
2: Yeah, mashallah mashallah, So yeah, this is one of the the surah that is one of my favorites, not exactly my hundred percent ultimate favorite, but you know, the Quran is filled with uh, great reminders, and this is one of one of them. Uh, and yeah. um you know, this surah, it really forces one to really reflect and really take oneself to account. Uh, so it's an excellent reminder on the true purpose of life and, you know, the result of our deeds. Uh, so in this Tadabur today, I will, inshallah go, go through major themes in the surah and only highlight parts of the verses which um, I found to be beneficial. So inshaAllah, uh, first, firstly, uh, to start, Allah mentioned in ayah 1, 2, 3, while lil mutaffifin, she mentions while here as a threatening, a threatening word, like a warning of torment. So, who are the mutaffifin? Allah describes them in the next ayah. I'll just give the translation: Those who, when they receive by measure from others, demand it in full, but when they have to give, they'll give less than due. So, just want to stop here for a second. And the obvious thing that comes to mind here is. You know, the seller and his measuring scales and the transaction that they make, right? The one that people pay him and then he gives not the correct amount or less so that he has some, some profit there. But actually, if we truly pondered on these verses, you realize the question is really also directed to you and me. You know, how trustworthy are we in our dealings with others or are we heedless in them? For example, a um, major example is as an employee... You know, every month we receive our full salaries, right, and no one will accept from their employer that they will pay them less than that was agreed in the initial contract. And um, all the time, our employers hold up to the bargain in full and give us exactly this exact amount at the end of the month. But really the question here is, just ask ourselves honestly, do we give in return what is expected of us at our workplace? like the full rights of the employer. MashaAllah, this really had me thinking, you know, um, do we really put in ihsan in our work or do we waste time by indulging in social media while doing work or, you know, taking that long morning tea or coffee break uh, and then you realize that suddenly your work hour is over? So something to ask, really ask ourselves, you know. And subhanAllah, if one really reflects on this uh, in their daily norms and habit, you will definitely find something that I would say the like, like holes in the bucket, which are something that is from the leaking bucket that you have perhaps not given others their full right. And this is something that we don't really pay attention to. I mean, work, for example, is just one of the the normal thing, and we sometimes are heedless about it. So perhaps um, next time at our workplaces, and also in other, other situations, when it deals with the rights of others for, uh, that you have to give to others, think about this fact. And you know that even that if we don't think even much of it, the implications are great, as we can see in the following passages.
1: you're saying this right one thing that crossed my mind is this uh how much time we spend at the pantry specifically the water cooler (laughs) right right. so (laughs) the the time that we spend there right we talk and then we you know we we do this to ourselves we justify oh we talk about work anyway really i mean (laughs) with that complaining and that (laughs) whining (laughs) are you really talking shop there like so it's all stack stack up you know and then so like is it really productive so i think yeah. this grounds us actually we talk about integrity right Like I, I think Riza was we talking about uh, the whole concept itself we are grounded by this, this identity that we are Muslims and we are accountable on the day of judgement even if our employees might not necessarily know because I think what Riza is pointing out is something really important which is we still get our full pay you know, we spend two hours in front of the water cooler or even a smoke break, right? So your so-called networking, right? Come on. <laughs> <Some> people <laughs> just that You have to do
2: it, huh? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. this is how I get the cable, right? And so on, so hard. <laughs> on. And, and, yeah, you might get away with it. I mean, in, in terms of this dunya, right? You'll still get your pay at a certain time of the month, like Reza say, if you, if you mm. get the, the regular pay, right? But on the Day of Judgment, it's going to be exposed. So I think this, this, uh, ha- this surah grounds us in that reality. Like you can get away from it now, but not from Allah. Yeah, Subhanallah. Allah. Subhanallah. Allah. The
3: fact that Allah curses yeah, people who, who transgress in the rights of others, yeah, that's actually a big concern, yeah. And and, yeah. and also there's another there's another surah right that starts with wild, wild as well right, Alumaza. Also type with wild. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. both of that uh, deals with uh, uh, how we the mistreatment we do to others. Mm, like Al 15 is about how others, right? we. Transgress the rights of others, right? Mm-hmm. And Al-Lumazah is about how how we uh, transgress in backbiting them. So it's about Allah curse these, oh. these people who mistreated others. Yeah, for our case mm-hmm. is is their rights. Yeah. So Kim, like, remember this, uh, Sufyan, uh, one of the Tabi'in, Sufyan al-Sawri, So he, he mentioned that like if you on the Day of Judgment, if you come seventy thousand uh, sins, that is re- related to your sin with Allah you still in a better position to ask forgiveness compared to if you have only one sin and that's related to the rights of others that you have uh, taken oh, away.
0: Oh, it might be even harder oh, to get forgiveness out of that. That's scary. Very yeah, scary. scary. Because, because humans are not like Allah, right? He is all mercy, but humans... So.
2: Yeah, they would want to claim oh. their right, back because they yeah. need it in
0: mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: pretty
2: yeah. situation on, on that day,
3: right? Everyone is gonna
2: be, yeah. SubhanAllah. and you don't want to put yourself in that position. Subhanallah. Yeah. Subhanallah. And Allah sends a strong reminder in the next few ayah about people who are heedless in this sense. Uh, he mentioned, mm-hmm. Al Bilam Do they not think that they will be resurrected on a great, tremendous day, the day when mankind will stand before the Lord of the worlds? SubhanAllah, you can almost picture it in your mind, right? The scene on that great day, how actually each of us will regret, even the good ones, the good ones for not doing more, and especially the evil ones for not accepting the truth. And to me, these are such impactful verses that if someone really ponders on it, you begin to realize the severity of this day and really actually how unprepared we are. You know, if time stops and we were to stand in front of Allah now as we run our lives at present, would you confidently say that you will pass all the tests that um, Allah will question you about? So think about that for a second. And, you know, on that day, each of us will be entirely alone and only concerned with uh, our deeds. Allah mentioned in Surah Mm Abbasa. On that day, a person, actually, he will run away from the dearest people to them, his brother, his parents, his spouse, and the children, because that day, every person will be worried about accounting for their deeds. You know, um, Actually, this is unthinkable in the dunya, right? Because however bad it becomes or whatever bad situation we face, we always look after or look for our family, you know? But mm. imagine that severity on the day that Allah mentioned that everyone will run away from everyone because everyone else will will try and uh, look for their rights in, in others as well. And that was what was mentioned before, that uh, this is the the accounting that everyone will need whatever uh, they have to to show in front of Allah. And there will be no, let's say, um, consideration between people there. They they won't really consider you oh, you're my friend. Actually, the friends in the dunya who are um, on the wrong path, they will be enemies to each other in the akhirah. So may Allah protect us from it. Amen. And yeah, yeah, one of the
1: verses that they was saying this right that, that triggers me is from Surah Al Ma'arij. This really gives me goosebumps. So Allah says on that day, right? Hamia. On that day, you won't be asking. No, best friend will not be asking about his best friend. You sorrow no even though you see him right in front of your eyes. And then on oh. that day, Allah describes it. It's a very vivid description. Yeah, what Dul Min Di the, the criminal on that day, he would love to <laughs> ransom himself by throwing his own children instead of him. So, this yeah. is scary man. So I the, the the mindset is like I don't care. Just take my child, take my take my son, take my daughter. Now I say some of, <laughs> his, his friend, his brother we like we all the friend he want to throw everyone, not just one or two best friends, not just throw one or two guys under the bus which happens to us sometimes. <laughs> But every mm. single person that's close to you, you want to throw them just to save yourself. So it's a it's a very vivid imagery to display how important it is, like how how scary it is, the individual accountability that we all have on the day of judgment. Yeah, Subhanallah, and
2: every single detail will be will be asked about how you live your life. You know, um, we'll be asked to testify, and if we don't even want to testify, we don't want to disclose those details. Our hearing our sight, our skins, they will testify for us. As Allah mentioned in Surah Fusilat, they will testify for what we used to do. So there will be no running away on that day. And actually, this is such a tremendous benefit for a constant reminder for all of us, you know, as you go through your everyday lives, come back to this fact and come back to this, um, the big why, for example why you are doing everything you are do- doing in the dunya what what are you created for and remembering this fact will always try uh, will always inshallah bring you back to the to the reality that you know you are always we only here for a certain period of time which is a very short time and mm. this is basically what life is about yeah so subhanallah and allah mentioned After that, the two groups of people. So basically, on the day of accounting, there will be two groups of people, uh, the Fujjar and the Abrar. And it's interesting to see and to note the characteristics that Allah mentions about them in the following verses. And this is essentially a preview of the future uh, of what is to come for each of these groups so that we may perhaps gain a lesson or a benefit and we may rectify our, our deeds. And Sheikh As-Sa'di, regarding the fujjar, in his tafsir, he said, this includes every wicked person from the disbelievers, uh, also the hypocrites and the sinners. Those are the ones who also deny the reminder of Allah and the last day. And their records, as it's mentioned in the surah, it will be in Sijin. And the scholars have described the Sijin as something very lowly in a very constricted place. Which is a very direct opposite when you compare with the Abra. Later, we will expand on that, inshallah. And they will be resu- resurrected. Some of them blind, and they will be veiled from seeing Allah. And and basically, this is such a um, a punishment from Allah that they will also be driven in groups to Jahannam when they face whereby they faced an enduring punishment. An interesting note in the following passages from ayah 7 to 17, I want to point out here. um, Allah mentions why and what they used to do because the reason why they are in this state. Allah mentions, No, but in their hearts is the ron which is the covering of sins and deeds which they used to do. So, focus here on two things, you know. Um, what is the meaning of run number one, and what they used to do? So, actually Rasulullah wasallam uh, gave the tafsir of this ayah when he mentioned in the hadith, this is collected in Sunan Ibn Majah, in his Hassan hadith, he said, when the believer commits sin, a black spot appears on his heart and if he repents, he mm. gives up that sin and forgiveness, his heart will be polished. But if the sin increases, it means he, he doesn't rectify himself. He doesn't seek forgiveness for that sin. The, the black spot increases until it covers his heart. And uh, the Messenger of Allah said, this is the run that Allah mentions in his book. And he mentions this ayah. Uh, so he mentions, <laughs> So in here is a very important reminder and lesson. You know, sometimes we belittle the sin that we do. Uh, especially the small ones we say to ourselves no, it's just something small what what harm can it bring you know allah forgives all sins as we say so we pay very little attention in rectifying and seeking forgiveness for it mm-hmm. but it mm-hmm. might just be that billah, that it becomes slowly it becomes a covering on one's heart and that subhanallah it might block your ability to perceive the truth which is actually one of the greatest punishment of Allah in this dunya, the lack of ability to perceive the truth, and therefore that would lead someone astray. So um, never, never, ever underestimate uh, sin, no matter how small they are, because it might be just the reason that Allah um, takes away his mercy from you and blocks our ability to perceive the truth. billah. You know, in our eyes, it might be a small matter, but in Allah's eyes it's uh, in Allah's sight it's a huge matter and uh, the prophet sallallahu mentioned uh, as reported in bukhari and muslim you know a person he might utter a, war, a word thoughtlessly and as a result he will fall down into the fire of hell deeper than the distance between the east and the west and notice here a person utters a word thoughtlessly so he didn't really think about this word that he uttered but this is azim, this is such a mighty word that uh, Allah is uh, displeasured about and it just uh, is the cause for someone to enter hellfire. So subhanAllah, this is something that we should always remember and as a takeaway point, don't look at the sin itself but look at the one who we are disobeying, you know, the one who gives us all of these faculties, gives us all of these blessings, while we use them to disobey him. So that's that's something that, that uh, we have to always remember all the time. And uh, as always, also fear the possibility that Allah might take away the guidance and the ability to perceive the truth. So this is something that if someone just busies himself with this, he would not have time to uh, look into the small, <laughs> petty of the dunya of of what ha- what's happening in the social media and <laughs> and you will not want even to involve be involved in this because if one really reflects on this um this is something that you know someone might fall into unknowingly and this is uh something that we always have to remember and what we need most here is that to seek knowledge about the many, many different types of sins, because without knowledge, we might know we might not know that it's part a particular sin. You know, right? So, yeah. uh, learn about these sins so that we can stay away from them. And that's why the scholars and in our deen is always emphasized that seeking knowledge is the first and foremost thing that every Muslim should do, and always reflect on our actions. And sometimes the sins these are normalized that we unknowingly engage in them. For example, just to give a very easy example, it's backbiting. You know, it's so easy to fall into backbiting that sometimes we don't even realize that we are backbiting. And by, by backbiting is actually mentioning someone something about your brother, which he actually does not like. Even if it's the truth, if he doesn't like that something, it's considered backbiting. So these things, you know, that you find you find ourselves we find ourselves doing every day, we will have to be accountable for them in, in the akhirah. We have to repay some way or another. And, uh, Allah, uh, and uh, Rasulullah SAW mentioned that the bankrupt one is actually the one who has mountains of ibadah, but he has to uh, give his, his uh, ibadah to others because of this this debt that is owed. So take, uh, take these points very seriously, my brothers and sisters. This is something very great and most importantly, to safeguard ourselves from this, uh, constantly and profusely seek guidance and tawfiq from Allah because no one can guide us to the right actions except for Allah. And so when you talk
3: about, about Ron, yeah. it's not Yaki. So yeah. Sorry, it's interject, yeah? Because right, it, it, it's very much related to a, a black heart, right? So, so the heart, is the scholars say, it's, it's like a vessel, it's like an empty vessel that needs to be filled. But how do you fill that vessel? So that there's three ways that that, that vessel is being filled is from what you hear what you see and what you speak so mm. everything if that three elements is filled with filth uh sin, then the heart and that will darken your heart so mm. always be careful on what you uh, always be mindful on the things that you see the things that you speak and the things that you hear because that will definitely have an, a bearing on, on on the heart and, yeah. and this uh, the, the she idea about, about like talk about. the. Uh, when, when you see a small sin, when, 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 when anyone does a sin, don't look at how small or how big it is, but like who you are actually disobeying. And I like to take example, like some, sometimes like from, uh, from, from kids talk, at, at, from my daughter at school, yeah, so sometimes they, they talk like uh, they, uh, a person wants to uh, uh, speak a lie. They say, just, mm-hmm. just lie. Then he say, ah, no, I'm not. Because my mom told me not to lie. But the mom is not at school. But, he, mm. but that person, that kid, he knows how, how, much, how much he looks up for his, uh, towards his mom, his parents. yeah That, he, that prevented him from, right. from speaking a lie at school. Yeah. And that's mm. a smaller, smaller example. And this is Allah, the example, uh, much higher. Subhanallah. And, he's, and he is definitely ever seeing any, everything that we do.
0: Yeah. Subhanallah.
2: And I, I guess to develop that sense of uh, muraqabah or awareness of Allah, we have to learn about Allah uh, Allah's names and attributes to know who is Allah really, who Allah really is. And then once yeah. you know that, that you get knowledge from that, inshallah, it will guide and govern your actions. So that's one, one benefit. And also I wanted to share a, a beautiful dua that Rasulullah used Allah. to supplicate to Allah, Allah, Allah concerning Allah. guidance, because we always need this guidance. And this is collected in Sahih Muslim. Uh, he mentioned, uh, SubhanAllah, this dua, it collects all of the good in just a few simple words that we ask Allah in the most beautiful way, in the most simplest way, but it's full of benefit. That um, you ask Allah for guidance, which is huda, al-huda. You ask Allah for at-taqwa, tuqa, and al-afaf, and al-ghina. And Imam al-Nawawi, he mentions... Al-Afaf here means to be able to restrain from impermissible things. And rina means a heart that is always content uh, to uh, what Allah has given him. And to have Qana'ah, which is an amazing quality. If if Allah grants this quality to his servants, they will walk the earth with pure happiness from contentment from what Allah has provided for them without concerning themselves from what others are busying themselves with of the matters of the dunya. And isn't this... uh, it's contentment that all of us are seeking. So, try and practice this dua, and may Allah uh, grant the taufik to protect us all from from falling into into sins, and uh, may Allah protect us from having that covering it on our hearts that we don't perceive the truth. And uh, Subhanallah, the worst punishment is to be one of the the fujar.
1: So may Allah protect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also, brother, uh, maybe if I can add as well, just just for context for our listeners out there, we're on ayah number 14, yeah. just in case, because maybe this discussion has been going on for for a bit. So maybe just to add as well, like uh, from the hadith as well, like how can we relate this to our everyday lives? So the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says when when the, the heart is covered with these black spots, right, that we don't repent from them, right? So it's like mm-hmm. uh, in, in one narration it says it's like a vessel that turned that's turned upside down. Have you seen that narration before? Like yeah. But when I saw that narration in the beginning, I was like, hey, what is this? Like, what's what, what uh, What's the significance of this, right? So, actually, uh, to put it in a very simple uh, analogy, it's like a cup. If you turn it upside down and you pour water, mm-hmm. will water ever enter the cup? So, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> yeah. right, Michelle. Yeah, we, we can see it that way, right? So, yeah, it's like the cup because our, cup, our hearts are basically like a cup, right? So, the guidance of Allah is basically mm-hmm. the water. And if it's turned upside down, it can't accept any guidance. It can't accept any reminders. It cannot accept any, uh, maybe even the Quran. So that's why uh, one of the advice from Waqim to Imam al is the, the light of Allah, uh, sorry, the, the knowledge is light uh, and, and the light of Allah will not enter the hearts of sinners. So this is where, for example, if your heart is covered with sins, that's why sometimes even if you find something that's really good, something's really righteous, you don't feel motivated to do it. This is mm. scary. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? So, that when it's covered you cannot recognize the truth even if it's right it's right in front of you so that's why maybe when you go to a class when you listen to a reminder about the hellfire or maybe about you know about, about the punishment of allah even if you listen to the quran you feel nothing wow this is scary this is, uh, is a sign for us maybe this is something to do with my heart because i don't feel anything mm-hmm. and in fact some people say right like okay uh, you know if you if you feel if you feel guilty that's actually a good sign because that means that you still care. It means that that shred of iman is still there to bring you back. But once you start saying, meh, no big deal, uh, this is a bit, this is dangerous. Yeah? When you start feeling, no. having no remorse, ah, this is a small thing. Lah. So once you start saying that no big deal, basically you've accepted that black spot. Okay, ahlan wa black spot, please come to stay. That's what like, this hadith really means, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now it starts, we talk about habits all the time, right? In our, in our podcast, right? That when you say that one thing is no big deal, you ignore one black spot, it becomes that much easier to ignore another black spot, right? Mm-hmm. And then once you go to yeah. another It black
0: becomes spot, a habit, right?
1: Yeah, oh. it becomes a habit. And then you invite things <laughs> one after another. And then next thing you know, I don't feel anything anymore. It's okay. It's like I go to class, no, I don't feel anything. So this is, this is really scary. So maybe mm-hmm. if you like, put an analogy, right? If we have white clothing and you have a spot, right?
0: Mm-hmm. You'd
1: want to clean it, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and, and why do you want to clean your clothes so much? Because people see it. But your heart, mm-hmm. who's going to uh-huh. see your heart? Yeah. Uh, so you have yeah. to take Even ourselves,
0: we cannot see our heart, right?
1: You're right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We also don't know what's the state of our own taqwa, right? So yeah. so we have to catch ourselves now. What's my attitude I, when, I did, I, when I did the sins? If you still feel like, oh, uh, like, you know, that, that sense of worry and that sense of guilt, Alhamdulillah, at least it's still a sign, but do something about it. Because if you start yeah. ignoring, it, uh, I feel guilty, but uh, it's okay. We go holiday first. Ah, then that's, that's a bit dangerous. You've already accepted that black spot. So I, I think this yeah, is just don't to let it, like how it
3: right? Can... Mashallah, that's, that's really good. Don't let don't, don't let the sin accumulate because this one's um, the uh the tab- I believe this tabi, you know, a, a sahabat said, mentioned how how do you, what well, how do you relate to a a sin? And he just said this like have you not seen this rock, this big mountain here, hard mountain? Is it not made from small pebbles, compressed mm. over time? Mm. That's that's small scenes If not left un- if left untreated. It will, it will, it will accumulate into a big hard mountain.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm. So, something that we always have to be conscious about and remind ourselves that this is nothing, not something to take lightly. Yeah. So, yeah. mashallah. And, and, and
3: so you, yeah. so you mentioned about the the bankrupt you know, mm. It's a very nice hadith around that. yeah. But uh, I always take benefit from from two sides of that. Like on one side, it's it's actually a, a what is a warning for, for the oppressors. yeah, Like uh, you will definitely, if, if you have oppressed someone, you will get it on the day of judgment. He, he, you will need to give something, whether you give your, your sins to them or you need to take your, sorry, either you give your good deeds to them or you got to take their sins. Something's going to give. So that's on the oppressor side. But if you're the victim, then I'll, then always be, have good thoughts in Allah that sometimes in this life, it's, it's sometimes not fair especially mm. the one who's oppressing you maybe someone who's, who's more uh, powerful yeah. maybe a king maybe you're, someone that you can ne- you can never you can never uh, get um, uh, justice out of it yeah?
0: mm. then
3: if that's yeah. the case then always remember that you leave your rights to, to be written to you on the day of judgment and Allah will return it to yeah. you
0: mm. so that's the, to in this surah
3: that's right if you're an oppressor yeah. or you're the victim has, a, has, has benefit to that oh,
0: yes SubhanAllah.
2: And Allah mentions a lot about the fujjar, uh, which all, uh, fills us you know, with very great concern that we don't want to belong in this group. But actually, also, in the next following passages, Allah mentions the opposite, which is uh, we find a lot of this in the Quran, the, the way that Allah shows to us these two, two opposites so that we might take lessons from it. And He narrates, to, uh, mentions to us about the abrar, And the Abrar, who are are the Abrar? Shaykh as As-Sadi mentions the Abrar are the ones who fulfill Allah's rights and the rights of his slaves and persevere in righteousness regarding acts of the hearts and the limbs. And if you find these uh, verses, um, I invite you to listen to them or recite them um, in these verses. The descriptions of the and the conditions of uh, this group of people in Jannah is, masha'Allah, you could almost visualize the delight that they are experiencing. Uh, it, it's just of pure bliss. Uh, Allah mentions, Indeed, the abrar, they will be in pure pleasure. They'll be on thrones observing all things and you will recognize in their faces the brightness of delight and shaykh sadi mentioned in, in tafsir Naim here encompasses the meaning of the delights of the heart the soul and the body so it's very comprehensive and the abrār they will be on couches you know adorn, adorned with beautiful covers and their faces will be glowing with radiance looking at the what allah has prepared of delight for them and most importantly looking at the face of Allah which is the greatest pleasure that any soul can mm. attain or experience and also they will what they will be served of pure sealed delightful drinks you know sealed with musk and you no know, there's there's such a, a very vivid description of these these uh condition of the abrar and you know you you feel that it gives you so much um, hope that that you might uh, want to be one of them. And Allah mentions in a hadith qudsi, Rasulullah mentioned that Allah said, uh, I have prepared for my righteous slaves such excellent things that no eye has ever seen, nor ear has ever heard, or no human heart can ever think of. And this is narrated in Bukhari. And subhanAllah, if you try for a moment to think of all the amazing things that we can imagine, yeah, it is better than this because our mind cannot even begin to comprehend what Allah has prepared for the righteous ones you know and uh, subhanallah this is something that gives us a lot of motivation and to reach this this uh, this group to be part of this group Allah already gives us the 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 methodology or the way uh, or, or words of encouragement that is indeed Actually, it's very achievable if we just um, reflect on it. And there's a condition, and Allah mentioned in surah, in Ayah 26, "Wafidalika uh, mutanafisun." So for this, after he mentions all the description of the abrar, he said, for this, let those who strive, who want to strive. To me, this is the ultimate motivation because... Um, this is the cause mentioned by Allah to be able to achieve this achieve status. And uh, striving you know, is required. As we know in the dunya, any meaningful item or nothing meaningful is attained without uh, putting in effort in it. So what constitutes as effort here? Effort here means having high aspirations and to act correctly in guidance, in accordance with what Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam thought. And we believe that is to be best and complete and, and also to compete with each other, we, uh, to be the best in seeking the pleasure of Allah. So as we mentioned in the previous week, uh, in Surah Al-Lail, lashatta, uh, everyone has their own strengths and talents. So it's on us to really reflect on that. And Allah has given all these blessings to us. What are we doing with it? to serve Allah's deen and, and with the goal in mind to achieve that status that you want to be one of the abrar that you want to enter Jannah. And again, it always comes to, back to seeking knowledge and asking for tawfiq from Allah and also striving. As uh, Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal, he said, uh, he was asked actually, when does a servant truly taste the joy of rest? And he replied, when the first foot enters in Jannah, meaning that this dunya, don't think about this dunya as a place for rest, rather it is a place to really work hard and toil and to plant the seeds that you hope to see that on the great day, it will speak for you, not against you, and Mm -hmm. uh, knowing that the akhirah, the time for harvest. So this is mm-hmm. um, a benefit from, from these uh, passages of ayah. And it fills us with a lot of um, hope that we, we hope to be one of them. Uh, may Allah make us one of them. And may Allah mm-hmm. collect us with, uh, with uh, Rasulullah
1: Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mm-hmm. and his companions in Jannah. Mm-hmm. Maybe just a sort of a trivia point as well. Ayah number 35, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. I believe this is also the inspiration of the title of the famous Sirah book that all of us mm. are familiar with, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, al rahiq al So it's actually from this ayah, I believe.
2: <laughs> yes, mashallah. And what an excellent, what an excellent uh, title! That you know, I would, I would think that the author, um, he would hope also that his work would be a means of him to attain this level in in Jannah as well. So that's a very good example of, you know, never underestimate our efforts in this world uh, for whatever effort that you can put in. Know that if you are really sincere in the cause of Allah, even if you think that that deed is small, Allah might put a lot of benefit uh, in it and Allah might make it a means of you to enter jannah and become a means of um, your safety in the day of judgment so never look Mm. down on your uh, good deeds no matter how small they are just try and do them with the most utmost sincere uh, intention that it is for Allah and not for anyone else yeah Mm. so so this is a something that uh, don't underestimate ourselves basically
1: yeah a couple of points about
2: this right sorry
3: yeah, sorry. I was talking about because we talked about rahik and then about abrar, Yeah. Yeah. Allah. Because I, I think also in the Surah Allah Allah also uh, distinguish the abrar and the we robin, right? Yes. And, correct.
2: Correct. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> and
3: it's distinguished by the drinks that they that that, that was served to them, right? Which is yeah. one is rahik, and one is Tasneem with a pure hundred percent Tasneem. without. And rahik is like what oh. he mentioned. It's a. Like, it's like a. It's like a beverage, which is uh, uh it's, a, it's like alcohol alcoholic beverage right uh, mm, mm. that that's uh, that's like pure that doesn't pure have all the it doesn't, doesn't right? come with all the negative things that 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 you have of yeah. the equivalent mm. uh, namesake in this world yeah yeah and, and, mm. and those are and 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 rahik will be mixed a bit a portion with tasneem tasneem is like spring water like um uh for 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 the for the abrar, they will drink a combination of these two which is still good mashallah but level mm-hmm. higher is muqarrabin is 100% pure tasneem mashallah oh. masha. <laughs> masha oh, yeah,
2: okay can masha
0: <laughs> we talk about
3: like 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 uh, great rewards yeah like mashallah the 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 kind of rewards that, that, that Allah prepared for for his believers who, who do good in this life and and which is in jannah what what them in jannah something that came to mind, mind just just came across it a uh, few uh, yesterday actually like hmm. Sometimes we we are proud of the the, the we think that we are mashallah I got a really beautiful husband, a really beautiful wife, yeah. But let's say this, eh? if you got a beautiful spouse, yeah, how long would you hug them? Maybe because they're so good looking, or so yeah. How long would you hug hmm. them? Perhaps let's see if you're not crazy, maybe one hour, yeah? like
2: <laughs> <laughs> your,
3: your spouses in Jannah, you'll hug them for 70 years because of their sheer beauty.
0: Seventy oh, so years <laughs>
3: without, without letting go because of just so how beautiful they are.
2: Inshallah. Inshallah. So,
0: <laughs> so.
2: yeah. So it's, it's very useful to think of, uh, very beneficial to give us a lot of motivation when we think about mm-hmm. uh, these
1: rewards uh, in in Jannah. Yeah. Also, one more thing. Just a couple of that things. There, you I... were mentioning something. Yeah, just some reflections as well, like, uh, this is repeated twice in the in this surah, right? And it's so nice to think about, like, you know, just put all the verses about Jannah into context, right? About palaces, about rivers underneath, about, you know, you put all the hadith together, and you actually just be looking at the, the sheer beauty of it, you know, just taking it in. I, I just, this, that, that thought alone, it's so, like, I don't know, I just find it so nice, you know? Like, even in this dunya, right, when you go to nice places, like, i don't know if people like waterfalls or whatever. you can just look at it and stare so much. Okay. yeah, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> that's that's dunya stuff you know but imagine in jannah mm-hmm. so that that's something mm-hmm. that uh, i don't know I, I just find it like really nice to just think about it like wow because you know about the hadith like the people who die as shaheed right and uh, they like they will be sitting on the in the in the in the green birds mm-hmm. and these green birds be flying mm-hmm. around in paradise right so you'd be getting a tour of paradise and looking around while everybody's in their graves, but you get a special VIP. Oh, well, mashallah. I don't know. That thought of it's just so nice. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> nice. And then one more thing, like, like when we talk about all these different delights, right? If you look at the structure of it, it's like okay, Allah talks about like several, several aspects of these delights. And basically, it's to train us to keep our eyes on that prize. And then Allah closes the, the deal by saying, as, as Reza highlighted, for that, for that eyes on the prize, that awesome stuff, that's why you need to strive. That's why you need to compete. Go out, man. Like, you know, this is the this is you know, put, put in the effort to do it. So it's yeah. kind of like, okay, this is this all your striving here in this dunya, it's not meaningless. It's all for this awesome stuff that's waiting for you.
2: Yeah, yeah. MashaAllah. Mm. And after Allah mentions these two characteristics of these groups, right? He mentions in the following passages from 29 to the end you know, of the surah, how the mm-hmm. fujar, how they used to deal in this dunya towards the believers. Yeah. They used to laugh at the believers. They used to yeah. ridicule them. They used to mock them. And, you know, brothers and sisters, we can see how true this is uh, at this point of time. Yeah. You look mm-hmm. at this dunya, we see Muslims in general being oppressed while the disbelievers, mm-hmm. they seem to mm-hmm. be living a life of luxury and extravagance and sometimes in our limited perception you know may Allah forgive us we may even perceive that it is an unfair situation and we want uh, you know we want immediate rewards in this dunya but
0: true, uh, when true. it through the lens of the dun- dunya right
3: immediate justice, it seems <laughs> <like> immediate, justice.
0: <laughs> immediate justice it seems like they are higher right and yeah. people say if if islam is the truth why are we, we why are why are why we are not winning? It's like true, yeah. Oh.
2: Mm-hmm. Very all this time, right? All yeah,
0: it's all. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in in the surah, "In al-ladhi na ajramu kano min al amanu yathakun." Indeed, those who commit crime in this dunya used to laugh at the at the believers, right? And yeah. then in the end, mm-hmm. uh, in the ayat number t- thirty-four, "Falu yama al amanu min al-kuffaar yathakun." And then the believers will laugh at the at the un- at non-believers on the day of judgment. SubhanAllah. Oh, the day, yeah, it's this gives us hope. This this ayas really give hope to to our our brothers and sisters who are oppressed by the by the disbelievers who mm. are doing bad things to them.
1: Subhanallah. And also, and also amongst think, like, Muslim, like, the Muslim ranks or, of Muslim. Uh, Sorry, Um, also among the ranks of Muslims as well, because sometimes you see, even amongst Muslims. Like the the practicing ones are mocked by those who are not practicing. Eh yeah. alim You know, <laughs> you know like people like, they make fun. Of it this yeah. happens all the time. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Just because you have a beard now, you think you're some sort of sheikh? What? Who do you think you are? You know, mm. we get these kind of things all the time. And right? people look yep, at yep. the sunnah. They say you look like a goat and all these things. And mm. you know, we get it, it comes in all different shapes and sizes, different forms. Sometimes within, unfortunately, we, even within our own family members as well. So yeah. this ayah just kind of puts it into context and just be patient. They'll, laugh. They'll have their laugh now but you'll have your last laugh and this last laugh will be khalidina fiha abadal. So I, I find this very reassuring. And that's also yeah, part really of enigma, right?
3: Seeing yeah. that retribution is also part of enigma of for, for people of paradise. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. seeing yeah. justice being being, being, um, being put in practice is an enigma to see it. So sometimes in court case when, when the sentence has been sent uh, when the judge gives the sentence Sometimes people feel so relief of of, of, of yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And also also for, for on, on the flip side, yeah, for the dwellers of, of Jahannam. So your, the, the uh, Allah gives actually a warning, like so the um, the punishment that you get is actually not just physical, it's physical plus mental.
0: Hmm.
3: And both are, are severe. Yeah, it's not just physical, it's physical and mental. And sometimes mental is harder.
2: Yeah,
3: and and, and, and the prophet himself. And uh, uh, affirm this. there's <laughs> uh, once, like during the the, the war of a uh, battle of Uhud, right? That is the time where the the Prophet has uh, taken the most physical um, uh, wound. Yeah. And Aisha asked ask him, "Is this the worst the worst thing you have that gotten to you, inflicted, inflicted to you?" He said, "No." But they in terms of physical harm, that was the most physical harm that Rasulullah had yeah, actually yeah. experienced before.
0: Yeah.
3: But what came before that was. In Taif, the incident in Taif, the the, the harassment in Mecca, those was not physical, but it was a uh, some uh, some physical, but most of it are mental. Yeah, yeah. so so see, think that is actually harder than all the pain that he actually uh, experienced on the battle of Hud. Yeah, same on, on like this. Uh, dwellers of uh, Jahannam, they will actually get two types of uh, punishment, mentally and physically, and mentally is it's a it's, uh, it's it's tiring. It's a uh, Imagine after being after being tortured for donkey numbers of years, and and, and, and asking Allah for, 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 for at least a, a chance to go back to the to to, to, uh, to to do good, yeah, and Allah just brushed them off, yeah, completely. Yeah, and the humiliation they got to uh, to be to, to enter uh, to enter Jannah, and the humiliation they got from, from the people that they humiliated in this life, yeah. yeah. So it, it's definitely uh, it's uh, it's double down on on the on the punishment
2: and also i mean when these things happen to us right you know it really hurts that sometimes you you feel let like justice is not served but here's a change of uh mindset or perception that allah perhaps uh wants you wants to give good to you in the akhira so he mm-hmm. afflicts you with all these tests and afflictions that he wishes to raise your level in the akhirah, whereas mm-hmm. in for the disbelievers he leaves them be because he wants to debase them more and more and let them collect their sin until they reach the akhirah, and you know this is the reason why uh, the prophets they are the most tested by Allah, because um, this is how Allah raises the ranks of, of people mm. and through tests, which sometimes is not just achievable through our deeds, but you know this sometimes what Allah afflicts you, this is to raise your level. Uh, in the akhirah, and for one, my, we might not be favorable favorable of it now because we don't see the wisdom in it. But know that the one who is in the akhirah and he sees that um, he he will say that uh, Allah, please, why didn't you place a lot of afflictions in my life uh, back in the dunya? Is to that extent, you know. Mm-hmm. And and subhanallah, that's that's something to really reflect on. That. Um, you know, as Muslims, our goal is really—we we we like to uh, have parts of the dunya because we are humans after all. But really, mm. um, whatever befalls you, don't um, don't grieve and don't be sad because our real life is in the akhirah. So just remember that fact. And if only we know—and we will never know—in this dunya the true reality of what Allah has prepared for the believers, to His righteous slaves. Uh, we will not even envy a single bit of the disbelievers what they have in this dunya we will we will n- never envy them at all and you know know that this is our test as allah mentioned in surah al-mulk uh, how why he created us amala he created death and life to us to see which of you is the best indeed so, so this is actually the true purpose of life here in this dunya. And when you think about this dunya again, and it's mentioned uh, everywhere in our deen, in the Quran and the Sunnah, everywhere, mm-hmm. what is this life of this dunya in the sight of Allah? You know, Rasulullah Wasallam mentioned that if this world was worth even the wing of a mosquito to Allah, the disbelievers, they would not even have a drop of water to drink from it. So just let that sink in for a fact that Allah doesn't, doesn't really place, place importance in this dunya. He doesn't, he, you know, this dunya is a place where, whereby it's not the real life. So, and, so don't worry if you feel isolated for pra- practicing the truth or people mock you or people ridicule you, you know, in the midst of the general masses who are, are uh, really actually uh, heedless of this. Uh, just be upright and trust that Allah will give you a uh, just recompense for what you are bearing patience on and what you used to do used to do and endure. And Allah mentions in Surah Ali Imran, وَلَا وَلَا so do not weaken and do not grieve. You will be superior if you are true believers. So Allah gives some comfort comfort in that that if you really try and strive to adhere to the truth, and try and strive to uh, do what is pleasurable to Allah and leave what is uh, displeasurable to Allah, you will be superior. Don't don't worry about it. Allah mentions, and Subhanallah, that is actually the actualization of the final few ayah in this surah, uh, mm. as brother is also mentioned before. فَالْيَوْمَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مِنَ الْكُفَّارِ and on this day those who believe will be laughing at the disbelievers so for all the harm that the disbelievers have inflicted to the believers on in the dunya this is something just very small and on that day the tables will be turned as they say so so this this is very something to really ponder upon and remember uh, whenever you know you are going through some uh, tough moments in your life, from any any afflictions, know that this is from the decree of Allah and and if you uh, look at it in a very, uh, having good thoughts about Allah, this can actually be something that really benefits you in the akhirah to raise your level and to really, um, you know, we hope that Allah makes us from one of the abrar because of this, you know. And so keep your eyes on the price and always remember that the true life actually is the life of the hereafter you know we live here just for 60 even 100 years you know what are these years when you ask someone in their elder age like how how their life was they, they would say this was just passes them like the blink of an eye they didn't re- even realize yeah. it you know but in the akhirah this is you know really the eternal life so it's something to really take take stock to and um rectify our our acts, our deeds, our actions in this uh, life, so that may we gain success in the Akhirah. So, yes. I guess,
1: I brother, Arisa about this, uh, this point about these verses about hellfire and so on, right? About those disbelievers who are tortured by Allah. So actually when we I uh, I was I was gonna share some of this in my sharing later, but I think because Amin mentioned some of it, so I think it's, it's some beneficial points here. So actually when we read about the people who'll be tortured in, in the hellfire, actually what this should do is it should it should increase in our empathy, actually. Because actually, as Amin said, right, going to hellfire is no joke. It's forever and ever, it's physical and mental torture. And even if you think about the idea about you know believers mm. laughing at them, right? It's is really like that humiliation and that pain and that mental and emotional torture, right? In reality, you know, you don't want people to go through this. Even if, for example, you want to laugh at them, yeah. like Amir says. You know, you know, like, see videos, like, you know, sometimes you see, like, videos on YouTube, right? Like, like, this guy sentenced to jail and people in the comments are, yeah, serves him right and all these things, right? Yeah. You might get satisfied for a while, but if you actually see them getting tortured, even as, as uh, I think we shared in the last episode, in Surah Lyle, right? You go to hell for one moment, you will forget all of the luxuries that you had in this dunya. That's it, one moment, right? So if you see that person being tortured for a while, you you feel you've already feel like oh you know like, ouch that's that's bad. So what it should do is actually it should increase in your empathy. I want to save these people. These people are laughing at me now, but Subhanallah, if they if they stay on this path, what's awaiting the for them if they don't repent? Oh man, this is uh, I gotta help. I gotta help, man. I gotta think about. You know, you should this should, you should make you be more mature about thinking about what you want for them. Sometimes revenge is you know, we in our in our in our <laughs> mindset is like, ah, you someday you'll get the hellfire, you just wait. You know, sometimes we like we to think like that. But in reality, like I remember going to a course, uh, it's about the purification of the heart. Imagine the worst enemy you have in this world. Imagine if you were to put that enemy in the in the oven. Just the oven, right? I'm not I'm not talking about hellfire. Just put him in the oven for three minutes. <laughs> just mm-hmm. Do that. You look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him, how he will respond in that oven or that microwave. I think after three minutes, you're like, oh, that is too much, you know? So subhanAllah, when, when, this is, mm-hmm. should, should, as believers, you should go one step higher than that. It's to, it, number one, yes, what we said is 100% true. It should motivate us to realize that the last love belongs to us. Allah Azza wa will give you justice. But at the same time, it, you, should, you should take one step higher and realize that, wow, you know, I, I have a role to play. You know, I, I, I want to try my yeah. best and help these people. Or not, they will, they will go down this, this path. Yeah.
2: yeah, and if you look at the mm-hmm. life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, so, this is so, essentially what he, he, his mission was, that he yeah. wanted to bring good to everyone around him. You know, even the disbelievers, they rejected him, but he never gave up in, in uh, giving out uh, the good reminders so that perhaps they might be guided you know, so so this is something to
1: reflect on. Yeah. <laughs> Even the yeah. incident I'm which Ame was saying, right? Uh, the Ta'if, right? The worst ever incident, right? That he mm, felt, right? Yeah. What was the what was the outcome of that incident that he was humiliated after all that? Uh, just to cut the story short, Allah Azzawajal actually gave the privilege for all for the Prophet to give the command of the angel of the mountain to punish all of them, destroy all of them. Right? This was his mm-hmm. chance for revenge. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi said, No, I hope that through their loins, their children. Allah will grant believers from, we, from, from among them. Look at the oh, compassion masalah. that he has. Inshallah. Mm. Yeah, sorry, I'm oh. interesting.
3: Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'm seeing that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I kind of lose my chain of thought. Okay. About, about uh, people in the past, maybe they, they, they mock, uh, maybe they, they, they do bad things to, to the believers. Yeah. But it's never too late to, to, uh, to repent. It's never too late. Because mm. it just yeah. can give you some, some, some hope. Yeah. So, Ibn, uh, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's an author that, that uh, writes a really nice commentary about Syahrul Arba'in. His name is uh, Ibn Dakiki Al-A'id. So, he, he said, he compiles a lot of uh, the uh, sirah of the sahabat and he said that don't, uh, say that all good people are ex-bad people. Most of all good people are ex-bad people. <laughs> Only a few handful are actually, they're good, they good since uh, throughout their entire mm, life. Yeah, life yeah. Sure, yeah. That's what the sahaba wow. Most of them are actually, Uh, Yeah, I'm not
1: saying not everyone's like Abu Bakr. To put it simply like that. Yeah. Mashallah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. mm, Yeah. I mean, even if you reflect on our life, you know, we're not, I would say, previously we might not be on the the best of paths, but Allah showed His mercy to us. So we, something to be thankful and grateful for. And and you also want people to, to have that. You know, you want for your brother what you love for yourself. So, so, this is really something that we need to set out, out of doing. And in doing that, that is the meaning of striving. Striving that was mentioned in the ayah before. Striving in the cause of Allah to spread Allah's deen, to, to let, let other people know about this guidance. So, in summary, uh, for the surah, that's, that's the, uh, basically some excerpts from the surah. And in summary, I just wanted to invite all of us to really reflect on our everyday deeds and our actions and rectify them. And, and for everything that we are doing wrong, we can, inshallah, try and rectify and seek forgiveness for them. Uh, a question to ask ourselves, do we have the qualities of the mutafifin? So some, something to really reflect on. And remember, always remember on what is to come, which is the day of standing in front of Allah. And make this your big why, your big purpose of life. Mm. and this will bring a lot of benefit. And as uh, the brothers mentioned as well, do remember that while we are alive, we always have the opportunity to run back and turn back to Allah with repentance, no matter how much we have transgressed ourselves. You know, so mm. really hasten to it and don't delay it because we don't know that our lives... You know, you can't guarantee uh, the next second where you might not be here anymore, and that would be too late. So, while you are given the opportunity, hasten to repentance to Allah, as Allah mentions in one of the ayah, which really is very brings a lot of shows a lot of the merciful uh, qualities that Allah has towards His servants. mentions, kull ya ibad asrafu ala la taqnatu min Inna Allah adh-dhunuba Bajamia Innahu al al Rahim. O my servants who have transgressed against themselves, do not despair of the mercy of Allah. Indeed, Allah forgives all sins, and indeed it is He who is the entirely forgiving and the most merciful. So, in a nutshell, so strive, my brothers and sisters, have high aspirations, and always have that end goal in mind which is. Insha'Allah, we, we hope to be one of the abrar who will experience the eternal delight forever and for only a small time in hardship and toil. And may Allah grant us all the, the tawfiq to follow the truth and be firm upon the truth until we meet Allah.
0: Amen. So, Can I just add like a re-emphas-
3: a- re-emphasize on the mustafifin again? Because mm-hmm. I, 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 saw, yeah. I heard this uh, commentary from uh, Sheikh with, with Naimin telling us like be mindful of these people the quality of al so he just summing up something like these are the type of people that constantly ask when, when they constantly ask for their demands their, their rights to be fulfilled even higher than what they should have mm-hmm. and they uh, uh, almost uh, often uh, shortchange the rights of others mm. so when it come give me what I want what I need or maybe something more than what, what he's, he's, he's supposed to get. But for others, when it comes to the rights of others, they always uh, give it less.
0: Yeah.
3: And this is common yeah. in, in today's society. This is really common, even to yeah. among family members. Yeah. We yes. want a lot from our family, mm. but we don't actually give that much to, to them of our time. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah I remember this point. I, I was going to mention, I was going to add this as well, because I find it a very important benefit, which I see a lot, a lot around me as well. Those who, when it comes to their rights, they demand really, really demand. But when it comes to the, pe- mm. the other people's rights, they give excuses and they just avoid and so on. So an example is like a husband who always demands, oh, you should do this. You should be righteous. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot disobey me. You have to do housework. But when it comes to the rights of the wife, when it comes to love and attention, you know, all these rights, doesn't give. And then mm. how, how about when it comes to our rulers and us? We, you know, as the people, we say, we people have rights. This guy should do this. This leader is this and that and this. But our, right, our, our, resp- our rights that we have to fulfill, eh, we, don't, we, we leave it behind. Why we give the excuse? Uh, because this guy doesn't even deserve, uh, deserve us to fill rights. This is a problem, right? This is our motto 15. You're not fulfilling yeah, your mm-hmm. part. You're, asking, you're expecting the leaders to do it. And actually, I see this at the workplace also. Like People, like when it comes to treating their contractors, right? they're very, very tough. You have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. But when it comes to their mm. own deliverables, fail. <laughs> all sorts of excuses. Mm. I'm busy, lah, you know, this one. Contractor have to do contractual requirement. Eh, bro, what about you? And mm. you know, all these things. And sometimes even parents. Yeah, parents say, Oh, you know, if you don't do this, if you don't obey your father, if you don't obey your mother, we as parents we say this, you know, you're going to hell. But out their rights upon us, have we educated mm. them? Have we brought them up with good akhlak? Have we with tawheed with the tarbiyah? Allahu Alam. You ask for oh. so much, where's your part? Uh, so, this is an aspect of Al-Mu'tawfifin, which I find very practical, very scary. But, you know, this is, this is something I think all of us can honestly ask ourselves, yeah. right?
0: Very okay. global. Everything, yeah. applies, <laughs> for <almost laughs> everything <right? laughs> applies for almost everything, right? Applies for almost everything. I
3: remember the, 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 uh, the people of Prophet Shu'aib was actually being uh, punished because of this sin.
0: Oh, mm. oh okay. mm, this is okay. actually the story of yeah, uh, Madian uh, right? that's right mm. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah okay Okay. Mashallah. Hmm, still so, re- relevant up until because this is yeah. all
1: in human nature <laughs> as well right yeah. I remember that's why a, a tafsir class uh, I, I went in the past the ustaz reminded us that uh, you see when it comes to characters from the Quran the names might change but the character characteristics will be there until the day of judgment there's no more Fir'aun say, today. There's say. no more Qarun. There's no more even Musa. Uh, there's no more... You know, but the character of Qarun will be there until day of judgment. The character say, of Fir'aun uh, will be there until day of judgment. The character of Iblis will be there. So you have to ask yourself, do I have... Which characteristics am I, do I have from these examples in the Quran?
2: MashaAllah. This is beautiful.
1: <laughs> MashaAllah. Okay, so... Any last uh, pointers from the brothers? Nope. I'm good. From okay. Allah, Alhamdulillah. Okay, MashaAllah. MashaAllah. Jazakumullah khairan. Wow, yeah. really good sharing. Very powerful reminder. Uh, keep our eyes on the prize and keep ourselves in check uh, to, to check ourselves before we are being evaluated on the Day of Judgment and to fulfill our rights uh, you know, to, and not just demand demand them, right? As, as part of the lesson of Al-Mutafifin. MashaAllah. Inshallah. so brothers and sisters thank you for joining us for this session so please do uh, share any comments or any feedback that you have or any particular points which you find useful and also share with us as well if what, what are your favourite surah from the Quran we still have uh, three more sessions coming out throughout this Ramadan it will be from Brother Aziz from Brother Shahmi and myself and uh, not to give anything away but uh, the, the choices of surah that our brothers choose are quite interesting quite interesting. unique Yeah. So, <laughs> stay tuned inshallah <laughs> Uh, so, we look forward to the, the next session again uh, next Sunday, inshallah. Same time at uh, inshallah 2 or 2 10 p.m. Malaysian time. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll see you in uh, next week's session, inshallah. May Allah Azza wa Jal grant barakah and, uh, and, uh, barakah and success in everything that we've shared throughout this conversation. I mean. May Allah Azza wa accept all Ameen. of our deeds throughout Ramadan and beyond. Ameen. 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 Okay. Subhanak Allahumma wa bihamdik wa nashhadu Allahumma. an la ilaha illa anta wa nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh